Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm so glad you're here. When you come back, it means that you're learning something. You're hearing things, maybe insights that you haven't heard before or ones you needed to hear again. So I'm always glad that you join me. If you're here for the first time, welcome. I'm glad that you found this podcast and that you're joining in. Know you're always welcome. Tonight, we're going to be talking about two crazy-making patterns hijackals use to confuse. And yes, they have way more than two. (laughs) There's no question that they have way more than two. However, these two are the foundation of what they like to do to keep you on your toes, in the question, confused, in chaos, wondering, trying to figure out. They use it to cause you to second guess yourself, to question your sanity, they're very clear, so I think you will recognize them, but not maybe in the depth we're going to talk about them tonight. <clears throat> it's really important to understand how hijackals, these chronically difficult people, the people that I created the word for, they're people who hijack relationships for their own needs and purposes, and then relentlessly scavenge those relationships for power, status, and control. And if you need to know more about that, you can go to my website for relationshiphelp.com or you are always welcome to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which has the same name for Relationship Help. So these two crazy making patterns, I think we'll all agree that being with a hijackal is definitely a crazy making experience. And a while ago, I wrote a book called Stop That's Crazy Making, How to Quit Playing the Passive Aggressive Game. If you haven't read that book, I really advise you to do it because all hijackals are passive aggressive. So knowing all those things and how to quit playing that part of the game can be very useful for you. And you can find these things at forrelationshiphelp.com. You can click on the store button. You can find my books. You can find my courses, webinars, all kinds of great things for you there. So just go on over to forrelationshiphelp.com. We don't want to be in a relationship that is constantly crazy making. But when we have been for a while, whether that's your mother or father, your partner, your husband, your wife, your siblings, the person in the cubicle next door, your boss. It doesn't matter because they like to hook us in. Their thing is to get us hooked on believing them and questioning ourselves. So crazy making falls right into that category. 
And you get into a loop sometimes. You've been worn down and torn down and put down by these people so that you are sort of at the end of your rope. You are kind of blurry. Things are a little fuzzy. You don't remember, did I say that? Didn't I say that? Did they do that? Didn't they do that? Did I make that up? Was that the absolute truth? And when you're having those conversations in your head, the hijackal says, yes, I got you. I have you confused And that's what they want to do. They use things to confuse you. And of course, it's all abuse. So let's get into this and think about these two crazy making patterns that they very purposefully use to abuse and use to confuse. The first one is they lie. Oh, how they like to lie. They have to do it. They absolutely have to do it because their concern that they're not good enough means that they have to lie about things to make themselves feel better. And if you seem to be a little bit ahead of them or a little better than them or however they're perceiving you, that will up their level of lying very, very often. Now, in a healthy relationship, a book that a couple of colleagues of mine wrote long ago is called, Do I Have to Give Up Me to Be Loved by You? And when we start thinking about hijackles, they weren't talking about hijackles. But when I start applying what they said to hijackles, it becomes really clear. Because a big takeaway from that book, Do I Have to Give Up Me to Be Loved by You?, was about whether or not we communicate and live from an pl- intention to learn about our partner or the other person or from an intention and an intent to defend ourselves. Two very, very different positions, and very important to recognize that. So in a healthy relationship, we want to come from an intent to learn about our partner and be safe enough to not be coming from an intent to have to defend ourselves. Well, hijackals wake up in the morning always defending themselves. They don't want to learn about you. So right off, they're not healthy. But they wake up having to defend themselves, looking where they have to defend themselves. Where will I have to do this? And everything, you know that old saying, if you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, they wake up and everything looks like it's coming at them and it could possibly hurt them and they're going to defend themselves. So one of the big ways that they solve that problem for themselves is to lie. And that lie is not because they've, they have strong values and they, they, they speak up. No, it's coming from that intense defense place where they just honestly are so afraid of the emotional pain that they might have that they lie and, and put things off. They lie about what they said. They lie about what they did. They lie about their motives. They lie about things that you have evidence that happened and they'll tell you they didn't because in their world, they cannot tolerate the idea of owning their behavior. You've probably noticed that. It's very difficult to get a hijackal to own their behavior. I actually made a mistake. Just that sense, I made a mistake, here is the mistake I made, and own it. No, they're going to put that mistake back on you, the blame shifting. I did a whole episode on that. 
They are going to say, no, you're wrong. That never happened. They're going to lie. They're going to lie about how it happened. They're going to lie about the circumstances in which it happened. And they are going to mold that lie to make themselves out to be fine and you to be not so fine. That's one of the ways that they lie. Now, I've done an episode on pathological liars, and some hijackals are pathological liars, but narcissists in general, the hijackals are narcissistic, they are psychopathic, they are sociopathic, they're histrionic, they are sometimes borderline and always passive aggressive. So when you know those things, that's what they have to do in order to get up in the morning and feel like they can face the day is to ward off absolutely anything and be superior to it. It's not a stretch to realize that they lie whenever they feel it is required. So they're always living from that place of defense. And so know this, that they're primarily don't put your compassion hat on too firmly here. They are primarily lying to be defending themselves from deep shame. Yes, hijackals have a very great aversion to any further shame in their life, as most of us do, but theirs is very heightened. And so they lie to avoid shame. They lie to avoid the appearance of shame or the likelihood of shame. They will do anything to push away the possibility of shame. Now, know this. You didn't break them. You can't fix them. Do I have to say that again and let it sink in? You didn't break them and you can't fix them. It's not your job and it is not within your capabilities to fix them. The only way that a hijackal can change is if it wants to, if he wants to, if she wants to, if they want to. And that's really hard to swallow because when you when you come from the healthier human planet, you assume that there's going to be an interaction. We want the same thing. We want the relationship to get better. Here's what we have to do in order to make the relationship better. And because the people from the healthier human planet look like the people from the hijackal planet, we think they're like us. But a big learning is to realize that the people from the hijackal planet are not like us. They don't want that. They don't want their relationship to grow in truth and strength and trust and respect and all. Because that's too equal for them. So they lie, and they lie a lot. And when you're with somebody who lies a lot, it completely puts the possibility of emotional intimacy right out the door. You can't be emotionally intimate with somebody that you can't trust. You can't be emotionally intimate with someone who demonstrates by lying to you that they don't respect you. These things will not be available in a relationship with a hijackal because they are lying and, and defending themselves all the time, which pushes away the possibility of any emotional intimacy. So they keep you at bay. They, they never quite let you in. Yes, it seems like they have those little moments that they give you some breadcrumbs of something that looks like love or you recognize as love or you really hope is love. But they keep you at bay. They keep you at arm's length. They keep you guessing. And they just need th to be safe themselves. They're doing all of that to keep themselves safe in their own 
ecological system within themselves. They feel they have to do this in order to keep themselves safe. Again, you didn't break that. You can't fix that. So just knowing that you can maybe have an insight into that, that I didn't do it. I can't do undo it. And that's very important because healthier humans try and try and they bend themselves out of shape and into pretzels trying to get a hijackal to feel safe enough to have some emotional intimacy. And that is not going to happen. It is simply not going to happen because it's all about survival to the hijackal. Everything about survival so in order to look good at any moment, they have to lie to make up a story that puts them as the hero or the victim or the one who did the most or the one who did the least or has the most. And, you know, whatever it is, whichever side of the equation they're going to play, either the overt, braggadocious, entitled, arrogant person or they're going to play the victim. Nobody ever thinks of me. Nobody ever cares what I want. Nobody ever gives me anything. And some hijackals are so good that they'll play both ends. So the lying is the preserving of their need to always be right and on top. It doesn't have anything to do with you. One of the biggest things to learn when you're dealing with hijackals is that if you take it personally, it would be really an error because they're doing it because it's who they are. It's not about who you are. And that's a big step back to actually say to yourself, maybe it has nothing to do with me. They would be doing this to any human who was in my relationship space with them. It is not about me personally. Yes, they will say you, 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 you. But we know that you is also a plural not just a singular, <laughs> and they would be saying that to anyone. Isn't that a relief to actually realize it's not about you? No, you want them to love you. You want them to approve of you. You want them to validate you, and they know that. So what did they do? They withhold it until they really, really, really want something, and then they give you a little bit of it for a hot minute till they get what they want, and then they go back to devaluing and dismissing and discounting you and lying to you again. So the big number one crazy-making pattern that a hijackal uses to confuse you is lying. And with that lying goes this really convoluted piece that I call the plausible lie. That's when you get really troubled by, oh, that could be true. That It could have happened that way. I don't recall it happening that way. I think it's unlikely, but it could. And that plausible lie has you not wanting to be wrong, not wanting to make them wrong. You don't want to Think of have them think of you as not nice. You've accused them of something. So the plausible lie saves them many times because you're sitting there going, I wonder, could that be true? It seems like it could be true. Maybe it could on some planet, but it's still a lie. So it's very important to see the lie as one of the big things. And you're constantly being lied to. You're being lied to by their physical presence that they want to be with you. 
you're being lied to by yourself because you probably tell yourself they love you. And they don't really have love to give. If they do, it's very, very carefully apportioned out to their best interest. They have less love to give you than uses they have for you. Yeah, I know another startling truth, but it's very important to see it and believe it because that's the way it rolls. So the plausible lie can really catch you out, can really have you second-guessing yourself, right? Um, And you may have been subjected to it for a long time. Many times people who end up with hijackal partners had a hijackal parent. And it takes a long time to figure it out that, hey, these two are similar. It's a very familiar dynamic to me, and I'm still comfortably uncomfortable. And that that moment, you may have that light bulb moment when you say, ah, I think I'm dealing with a hijackal. So very important, and this plausible lie can be very confusing and cause you not to see things clearly and not to take action because you don't want to make a mistake or seem like you don't believe them. All the things that a healthier human would do, but they're not thinking that. <laughs> and that's something that you know we can work on. If at any time you want to talk with me, I do have a one-time new client offer that you could enjoy. And you can find that here at beaclient.com. It's one time, one hour for only $97. And we can talk about what's top of mind for you, what questions that you have, or talk about the situation in which you find yourself at beaclient.com. And thank you so much to the people who are supporting this podcast. They do that at Patreon. Some people give a one-time donation. Other people contribute monthly. And I so appreciate that. It really helps us to stay on the air and go even broader in our reach. So you can go to patreon.com slash save your sanity to support the show. Patreon.com slash save your sanity. Okay, so we talked about the one big crazy-making pattern. Let's talk about the other. We had lies, and now we have denies. Oh, they are so good at denial, aren't they? You did this. No, I didn't. You said this. No, I didn't. You want this. No, I don't. But you said you want it. No, I didn't. And around and around it goes. I would bet you're very familiar with that. You know, I've said so many times in the program, I had hijackal parents and I married a hijackal partner. I divorced and had to co-parent. So I know about this stuff from the inside out as well as all of the education that I've had. So it's important. So denial. You know, we talk about that all the time. We joke about it, say denial is not a river in Egypt. But denial is really when something is very strongly not what we want to be true in this situation. And in this context, we're talking about tonight. So we simply deny it. And when we're little, that's fine. Did you take a cookie out of the cookie jar? Mm-mm. Right? It's a way to save our self-esteem, to keep mom and dad still liking us. No way. I didn't do that because I would be bad. And I didn't do <laughs> That's a very childlike response. Um, and And it's distorting reality. Yeah, it actually happens. So why are we pretending it didn't happen? 
it's very confusing to the healthier humans because if it happened, it happened. I mean, there's a record. These days, somebody took a video of it. You could imagine. <laughs> there, it happened. What are you going to do with the video? Say it didn't happen? That's what hijackles do. Somebody edited it. Someone made it up. Somebody, whatever. Denial, denial, denial. And some of the forms that denial takes, you'll be very familiar with, but you may not have hooked it into the fact it's denial. So I wanted to talk about those things a little bit more because they're they're very important. Like they they'll they'll dismiss things. One of the ways that they deny is to dismiss things. Um, so they will they will push away a feeling or a thought as not worthy of their attention, not something they need to be bothered with. Handle it yourself. I am not going to talk about it. I am above this conversation. And uh, I found some examples from Julie Hall, who wrote um, The Narcissist in Your Life. And in dismissal, she gave an example that says, that was so long ago, I can't remember what actually happened. Haven't you gotten over it yet? Familiar? The hijackal says to you when you say, did you do this or you did this or you said this, they say that was so long ago, I can't actually remember what happened. And haven't you gotten over that? So now it's been blame shifted back to you that there's something wrong with you for even referring to that or asking about it. That's a form of denial. I'm not going to... Um, give any credence that that happened. So I am going to dismiss it. I am not even going to entertain the idea and I'm going to blame shift it back on you. Another that Julie mentioned is justification. And, you know, I've read Julie's book. It's a good book. Um, and she says that justifying rationalizes a fact to make it sound reasonable. That rationalizing a fact to make it sound reasonable. So the example that she gave is your father was disciplining you for your own good because you were out of control and you needed a firm hand. So now I'm rationalizing the fact that, that the child was hit to the child to make it sound like the child created that need to be hit. And that's denial. That's another form of denial, another form of self-deception. Another way is to minimize. You know how they like to minimize you. They don't care about you. Your feelings don't matter. Your timing doesn't matter. Your needs don't matter. Your feelings are insignificant in comparison to them. And so they minimize when they acknowledge a fact. Um, they may acknowledge it, but they'll say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not important. And I don't know why you're bringing it up. So an example that Julie Hall gave was your father got angry sometimes, but he was always there for you. Oh, so I'm, I'm, you're not going to talk about the anger and the spankings and the beatings and the being put in the cupboard and all of that. You're going to minimize all of the pain that I'm bringing to you and say, but your father was always there for you. No, don't let people do that to you. I still want to talk about my father getting angry. And that's denial. 
That person does not want to talk about what really happened because they're not going to take responsibility for what they did or didn't do. Now, in that example, the mother is saying your father got angry sometimes, but he was always there for you. Mother is taking no responsibility for not intervening during the anger. And that's the story she told herself. She denied that the father was behaving irrationally or with um, too much bigger. And that's what she needed to tell herself so that she didn't have to intervene. And now she's giving it over to the to the person who was the child at the time and then minimizing that the anger mattered and saying he was always there. Who knows what that means? You know, people are always there for you. They could be sitting in a, in a chair passed out. Who knows what always there for you actually means? Each individual situation is different. So this a form of denial is to minimize what happened. I am not going to recognize the full effect or potential or damage that actually occurred. So another one is negation. They, they just say it didn't happen. No, you've got it all wrong. It didn't happen that way. It didn't happen at that time, and it didn't happen that way. And what's wrong with you anyway that you're bringing it up? Um, they can't handle that. They deny that it occurred, and they deny that you want to talk about it, and they do it all in one fell swoop, right? They just want off with their heads, get that out of here. We're not talking about that. Back off. No, dismiss this. Negate this. Justify this. Um, we're not having that. And that's when you reach that brick wall. I watched it happen, and now you're telling me it didn't happen? I have it on a recording, and you want to tell me that it didn't occur? That's crazy. You know, I had I had a client once whose husband took a sledgehammer to the bedroom door because she wouldn't let him in. Did he take responsibility for doing that? No, it was her fault for locking the door. You know, that's the way. It, no, he didn't deny that there was a sledgehammer involved, but he did deny what he did with it and why. No, he's just not taking responsibility for that. And we know hijackals do not take responsibility or be accountable for their actions because of these two crazy-making patterns they used to confuse you. They lie to you, and then they deny things that happened. And another way that they deny it is they reverse it. So they, they come up with some crazy fantasy thing that's kind of the opposite of what actually happened. And um, Julie Hall gave this example. She said, your father has always been kind and loving with you. He's a saint and you're lucky to have him. Now we can get really crooked in our thinking about this. I was working with a client one day who was talking to me for about half hour, just listing all the abuses. She wasn't even aware that they were all abuses, but I was listening to it and they were. And then she said to me, oh, but he's a wonderful father. I said, what makes him a wonderful father? She said, well, he, he coaches our, son, our daughter's team. I said, that's not a wonderful father. That's what fathers are supposed to do. That's what fathers do. That doesn't make him wonderful. That makes him normal, healthy, normal to want to coach. But in that case, of course, that was just to have more time with her and more power over the child. 
So it's very important to see these two crazy making patterns because you may not parse them down, break them down to see what is it really involved in lying and how many different ways are there that they're lying and how many different ways and forms does denial take? Because both those things will set your teeth on edge and have you questioning your sanity and second-guessing yourself like crazy, which is exactly what a hijackle wants you to be doing because it gives them a sense of power over you, a way to manipulate you, a way to control you, a way to um, affect your feelings and hopefully lower your self-esteem so that theirs can rise. They want to keep you down so they can feel superior. And that goes on all the time, even with the victim ones, the covert, vulnerable, narcissistic people. Even while they're playing the victim, they still want to drag you down because no decent person would make me feel like this. Maybe some of these things are familiar to you, and I'm sorry if they are, but that's why you're here, so that we can talk about these things, put them out in the open, see them in the light of day, and become realistic about them, to realize that the lies and the denials are not healthy. They are not going to allow space for a healthy relationship to grow. So I hope that's made some sense for you. Uh, if you're not ready to work with me at beaclient.com, but you'd like to have interaction with me, I also have a membership program. And you'll find that at joinintoday.com. There we have two and maybe upcomingly three community calls where you can ask me any question at all three times a month. We're just adding another one in April. So that's a big benefit because you can talk to me directly and talk with other people and hear their solutions. And then there's the whole membership site where you can talk to other people, put your questions out, get lots of input. Plus you get discounts on all of my products and many, many other perks. So go to joinintoday.com and join the Emerging Empowered community. You want to be Emerging Empowered, so joinintoday.com. I hope that this has opened your eyes to a few things that could be happening or have happened in your life and maybe have some lingering effects. These crazy-making patterns that they engage in, the lying and the denying, are multifaceted, as I've said, and I hope that you see them clearly because that's so important. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad you're here, and I look forward to seeing and talking to you again. Take good care, and in the meantime, remember, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.